Hey, everybody. Welcome to the A1 Auto Body Podcast with your host, Nick Sands. Today, I'm talking with Colin Sullivan, owner and head painter of C.T. Sullivan Painting, Inc. Um, how are you doing today, Colin? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So why don't we just get right into it and you let me know, where is C.T. Sullivan Painting, Inc.? Um, so I grew up in Hingham, Massachusetts. Um, so that's pretty much the base of where I work out of, but, um, do a lot of jobs in Boston as well. And then all over the South shore. So it's really, somebody's asking me to do a job and it's the commutes, not too bad. I'll usually, um, jump at it. So kind of awesome. all over mass a little bit. Do you go into any of the other States or do you mostly just stick right in mass? Um, no, just mass. I mean, I did a, um, I've done a couple like family friend jobs, like did one up in uh Warren, Vermont, which was awesome in the fall. Um, perfect weather that week that I was painting outside. And then uh, went to New York City, did a job on uh, 35th Ave in uh, the Murray Hale area in Manhattan. So those are the only two times I've um, ventured out of Massachusetts. But That's pretty rad. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty sweet. So I've had a couple of sweet opportunities to uh, make some trips out of the, the work. I guess too, when you are like, when you're busy enough and you like, there's no need to travel, you know what I mean? If you're going to avoid oh, it. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely, um, it's definitely nice to just be um, like in Hingham area and the South shore. Cause everything I need is right there. I know all of the, uh, the guys at the paint stores and the hardware stores and um, you know, I'm not going to be, killing myself on a commute and stuff like that so is there yeah. anything worse than going into like a weird hardware store where you feel like you should know where everything is like a home depot or whatever and then you go to like aisle 15 and it's completely different than the aisle 15 at the store you're used to being at oh yeah you definitely run into that all the time but it is kind of <laughs> cool to um to check out different spots though because then if you're ever in the area you're like oh there's a good one here like stuff like that <laughs> so yeah, i would I, we just did a job um, up in North Andover um, this past week, um, so that was that was uh, what we ran into there. Went to a couple of new hardware stores, which was kind of cool. So what what brought you into painting? Um, so I out of high school, I um, I commuted to a community college, right? Like my first semester, my freshman year, and um, I was painting for a local guy in Hingham. So I did that for a couple semesters with him on and off, and then I'd help him out here and there. Um, and then ended up kind of tapering out with him, and I went over and worked with another one of my uh, – another company in town because one of my friends was working over there. Um, so – and then, I mean, just doing jobs for families and stuff like that until I decided to uh, start my, go out on my own. Painting is one of those weird trades where, like, everybody thinks they can paint, you know? Like, yep. I paint all my own rooms. Like, I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a pretty good painter. Until mm -hmm. I walk into a room that was painted professionally. Yep. And then I'm like, oh, that's the difference. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that looks way better. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you run into that a lot. There's a lot of uh, people that will have you come in and try to help, like, you'll try to help them fix their, their uh, do-it-yourself jobs. And you can definitely tell that 
whoever came in there went in with full confidence, but sometimes it's not always up to par, but that's all right. I just had this I just had this wild thing happen when I painted I just painted my son's room for Christmas and uh I was like sanding it and a little there was like a little like flake I guess. Mhm. I picked it with my finger and then like next thing I know it I, I had peeled off like half of the wall of paint. Yeah. Like, it would just like came off in one giant sheet. Yeah, you see that sometimes. That's never never something you're excited to get into. <laughs> No, I was not. I just yeah. I painted over it, and I hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see, I guess, right? <laughs> what caused that? Um, I mean, it can be a variety of things. Like, if the wall wasn't primed behind it, um, if there's, like, water damage or stuff like that. So, usually, you would um, sand that down, hit it with a primer, and then paint over it. I did not do that. I just painted yeah. it. Yeah. Painter well, and primer all in all in one. So I'm sure okay. it'll be fine. We'll see. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Um. So you've been doing this since March, and I think it's actually worth pointing out that you're 21 years old. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, when I was 21, I definitely wasn't running my own company. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be 22 on Monday. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm still 21. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the whole thing happened pretty organically. Um, I was, so I went to school for two years. I was commuting to um, UMass Boston. And um, just, I don't know, it was, it got to a point where it was kind of tough to go into class because I felt like I was kind of wasting my time and money. And then I just started working all these different blue collar jobs. Um, and I mean, just making enough money to get by, but um this this past winter I worked in a warehouse and um a friend of my dad does a lot of he or he's a he's a tree guy so he takes down trees mm-hmm. and I would help him out here and there when his guys would bail or whatever I would always be his fill-in guy and um I mean he knew that I was that I was like an experienced painter and that I would do jobs of my own here and there and he called me one day when I was on my lunch break and he was like hey um client of mine needs his house painted and he said i'll give you 25 bucks an hour so that was my last day working at that warehouse (laughs) and um it was kind of like the beginning of quarantine too so it was still pretty cold out so there was just a lot of days this house was in really tough condition um it was an old guy that owned it him and his wife and the house probably hadn't been painted in 20 years so there was just it was a mess but um I was there for a long time, just prepping in the cold and just airing it out. And then after I finished that job, one of my good friends, his mom just put this really nice addition um, on her house. And she had me come over and take a look at it. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of work for one guy. But I was like, but this is something that I could totally do. So I told her that and she was like, well, then the job's yours. So then after that job went over and did this one and then from there and that one came out great that's still one did of you my have to hire projects. someone to help you um yeah so i have two guys working for me now but um i was doing it on just myself for a little while until i posted pictures of that job that i did for my buddy's mom and um it was all this nice ship lap like brand new construction like 
crispy, hang them home and um, put it out on a Facebook group and it just got lit up. And then since then we've been pretty consistently busy. Um, so yeah, I've got two guys working for me now and yeah, we've just been full time. So you pretty much had, you needed employees almost from the jump. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, that job, I was, I was at, uh, my buddy's house painting for his mom for like a month and it would have taken a lot less time if I had some other guys working for me, but, um, I don't know. It was kind of like a labor of love at that point because it had so, like, there was just so much work that needed to be done. And so like so many drywall repairs and stuff like that, like skim coating and just, it was, I mean, it was definitely a grind, but I still love going over there to this day and just checking it out and hanging out up there. I'm like, damn, like, this is like my baby. So you, you do things like sheet rock, like uh, skim coating and, and final mudding and stuff too. Yeah. I mean, when I run into it, um, I, I just do it. So like, I just had a job. Um, good friend of mine. I mean, I've, I've been doing a lot of jobs for, for like I, I here and there, I'll still do jobs for, um, family friends and my friend's parents and stuff like that. So he was on vacation down in Virginia and uh, they wanted me to take down this horrible wallpaper that they had in their dining room since they bought the house. It had like roses on it and it just wasn't, wasn't very pretty. And um, I, I figured I'd go in there. It would take me a day to get the wallpaper down. Cause I mean, I've, I've taken a bunch of wallpaper down and just repainted the walls, but um figured it would take me two days and I told his mom that and his dad's like dude this is not going to take you two days like good luck and then they go off and uh I start I started working on the weekend because I was like I just need to make sure that this is done before they get home they were gone for like five days and um we start getting into it and the walls had never been primed behind it so I was just ripping right into the sheetrock um, so it was like all down to that brown paper in the wall. I don't know if you're familiar. Yep. So then I, I got that all down and then I had to take the orbital sander to it, get it all nice and smooth. Then I had to hit it with a coat of oil-based primer then skim coat the whole thing, let that sit, come back the next day, sand it up, make sure it's smooth, then come back, latex primer, and then put two coats of paint on it. So the job that I thought was going to take me two days, ended up taking me six days and I was putting in like eight, nine, 10 hour days, just like getting there early, drinking my coffee and getting at it. So, <laughs> Were you able to get it done before they got home? Um, I had one day of overlap, but fortunately when he, when my buddy came home with his family, I was able to put him to work too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I got a little free labor out of it. There you go. Yeah. And it's, is this like, so like we hear, I feel like a big kind of like saying we hear these days is like, do what you love, like chase your dream, mm-hmm. you know, like you should find like the thing that you are most passionate about and follow that. Like is painting houses the thing that you're most passionate about? Um, or, I mean, I'm going to, I honestly, I think the more that I'm doing it, the more that I'm starting to like it because things are just beginning to make a lot more sense and you can, it's just a lot. I mean, now that I've been doing it for a little while, I can go in. It's a lot easier to 
estimate how long it's going to take and stuff like that. Um, so, but I mean, painting's not a really a fun thing to do. Um, like it's, it's, it seems like it would be easy. Like, it's just like, Oh, you're just brushing the wall. Like you're just running a roll or whatever, but there's a lot of grit that goes into it that people don't understand. So it's not something that I felt super passionate about, but I will say the finished product is always very rewarding and having the client be very excited about how, um, how things turn out is always great too. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. The reason that I asked that is because like, I always am, I'm one of those like kind of something I try and tell people is that you don't always have to like go into something you love. Like sometimes you can just learn to love the thing that you're doing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like you just said, like you love the end product and like the more you learn, the more that you're enjoying it and stuff like you probably when you first started painting, like painting and me with body work and you know, it's like, it's an, it's a means to an end. Like I get a paycheck yeah. and like product for you working for yourself. Like there was a sense of freedom, you know, that mm -hmm. you had. Yeah. Um, and then now as you're doing it, you can learn to love like the different pieces of it. Yep, absolutely. And I mean, also now that my, it's my name, um, in my reputation, like you gotta, you gotta do a good job and you gotta take pride in your work. I mean, not that I wasn't before, but it's just like, it's a different game now. Like I'm not just working for a paycheck, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think I didn't, I don't just work for a paycheck either, but I think, mm -hmm. like, all I'm trying to say is, like, you know, you hear, if if everybody only chased after the one thing that they were the most passionate about, we would have way too many, like, basketball players. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. way too many firemen just hanging around, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe, some more, maybe some more astronauts up there. Yeah, exactly. Like, there are, <laughs> there is something to be said for chasing after your dream, but there's also something to be said just for, like, doing a practical job that needs to be done. Yep. Especially Absolutely. in today's age where, you know, we are facing a massive shortage in the trades, all trades. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Um, what were you going to school for before you went into painting? Um, really, I was just um, taking, like, the general education classes, and then I started to kind of shift more towards business. Um, towards the tail end of my college career so yeah that was pretty much it a bit like be I'd be commuting in there and I'd I'd go to like a I don't know like I'd be I'd be learning about things that I'm just like how will I ever use this <laughs> so yeah see I was I never went to college that was never I like knew right away that even before I knew in like elementary school that I hated school so like yeah. college was never, never on the table for me. Um, uh -huh. And like, this is how I explain to people. Like I hated school so much that when I was growing up, like people told you, like, if you didn't go to college, you were going to be a loser. Yep. And I was just like, I had accepted that I was going to be a loser because I didn't want to go to school. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think I'm the only one out of my immediate friend group that decided not to finish off um with college and um it was kind of one of those things that I went almost so that people wouldn't think that I was just like bumming around and 
I don't know, just like with no drive. Like I, I don't know. I, I feel like I definitely have a drive, but it wasn't, um, wasn't for school ever. So. Yeah, trade school is a weird, kind of a weird choice, like thing to do, you know, because like. I never went, but I'm assuming that while you're in there, you're like, I could just go get a job and learn this and also, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think it would be pretty cool um, to go. Like, I've, I've definitely put some thought into it, and it's not too late to do for me. Um, I mean, for anyone, really. But um, I always thought the idea of trade school was kind of cool. Like, I did wood shop my senior year of high school, and I did it first semester – and then I had a study hall lined up for second semester and ended up just falling in love with it. And that's hands down still my favorite class to this date. And my woodshop teacher was the man. So like that made it a lot easier. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was cool. I mean, it's like, it, just like a therapeutic, like cool thing. You can, we had a really great program um, in Hingham and he gave us a lot of freedom to let us do what we wanted to do. So we had all the tools and all the supplies and everything at our fingertips. So still have some really cool pieces from that. And yeah, I don't know. I I knew that I always had a feeling that whatever I was going to end up doing would be um, like kind of trade or oriented. So. Do you ever, have you, do you ever um, like, have you talked to that shop teacher since you got out? Um, I was actually talking to one of my buddies, uh, the other day about that so he runs a construction company so i do i need to get a hold of his email and shoot him an email but um but he was a really cool dude like it's it's a um at my high school like on your graduation day you're handed your diploma and then an envelope and it can be like your family will write you letters like congratulating you and whatever or like teachers can write you letters and i got a really nice letter from him and it was something that I didn't even know was going to be in there. And it was just, I don't know, it was cool that he did that. But um, I don't think I've really seen him since high school. I um, I had a project after I grad, like the seniors graduate earlier um, in Hingham. Yeah. So we get out like a month earlier than the underclassmen. And um, I ended up going back to the wood shop for a while and finishing off a, a table that I was working on. So that's, that's really the last time I got to hang out with him, but really cool guy. Shout out to Dr. Pulaski and, um, doctor. Um, he was a doctor. Yeah. He had a PhD of woodworking. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Actually, I can't remember, um, what he had his PhD for, but that was definitely his title. Damn. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, he was a really cool dude. I hope that he was a doctor of woodworking. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Get his lab coat on. Yeah, no, yeah, right? His lab coat <laughs> and his hard hat. Like. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, do you – so, like, you said you were kind of, like, the only friend who didn't go to college. Do you regret or feel like you missed out that you didn't go as far as – Maybe not so much in the school thing, if that wasn't what you were into, but as far as, like, a social oh, yeah. life, I mean, like social part I, of that? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like I still got a pretty good college experience run um, just from visiting my buddies and, like, whatever, connecting with their friends and stuff like that. Um, but I definitely do look back sometimes, and I'm like, 
damn, I kind of wish I like had my friends from school and like I had my apartment, like I could do, I don't know, whatever. But, but I mean, looking back, like I really, I'm not like upset with myself that I chose this route. Like, I don't know. Everything happens for a reason. So. Yeah, no, I think, I think that makes total sense. I mean, there is that sense because we are told for so long that like, we do need to go to college, you know what I mean? So, like, yep. to not have that, like, completion, you know what yep. I mean? You kind of are, are expecting that your whole life and then to actually not do it. Yeah. There's, like, kind of, like, a sense of, like, missing out, I guess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or, like, loss or something. But, yep. like, at the same time, you're also, you know, obviously experiencing something that all of those kids are going to get to experience or maybe they will experience it much later. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like, um, I experienced a lot through, through working too. Like I would bounce around and do a lot of different stuff. Um, and it was kind of cool that like I have, they might have the experience of like having knowledge of how to do like things that they've learned in the classroom and stuff like paperwork and things like that. But, um, I mean, like, I don't think I know anyone else that has like paved driveways for a season or, <laughs> like worked um like moving houses like i worked for a company that uh gordon building movers shout out to gordon building movers but we um (laughs) we would take the house completely off the foundation and put it on i-beams and roll it to a different uh spot so like sometimes they'd go on trucks and stuff like that so that was a crazy operation it was cool to be a part of that's awesome i actually had someone on the podcast who did that yeah and um what a cool job <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy i mean um one of my best friends it's a family business it's been in business since 1895 his great grandfather started it actually i think yeah i think it's his great grandfather but um really cool stuff i mean like the labor that goes into that is absolutely insane. Like the, the rollers that like the, they're called skates that, um, that go, you put an I beam underneath the foundation and then you put another one is like the tracks. So it's like train tracks kind of, and each one of those I beams probably, probably weighs like, I mean, each one of those skates probably weighs like 120 pounds. And like we'd be moving those around like every day, stuff like that, stacking, um, stacking cribs, like it was, it was wild. Yeah, my uh, his name was Ryan that was on, and he owned WA Building Movers, okay, um, Jersey, and he was telling us all about like, you know, because it's wild to see like they just put it on. I mean, I don't have to tell you, you know, but they just put it on yeah. like wood. They just yep. like raise up this this houses and then just put it on wood and then just like, I don't know, it's just real wild to see. Like I still look. Like, whenever the pictures pop up on my feet, I'm like, I'm like, damn, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. There's, there's definitely a crazy science that goes into it that you're like, how the hell does that work until you get into it? And to be completely honest, I worked a full summer doing that. And a lot of that stuff is still a mystery to me. There's like my, my boss is like a wizard with that stuff. So. Yeah, I can't, I like, um, I actually have been meaning to text Ryan because I was going to go, like, just go down to one of the – they had a job site, like, in Mass somewhere, 
and I was uh, gonna just go down and just like shoot some video and take some pictures and stuff and uh, meet up with him, but I we never got around to it. But I should actually mm-hmm. reach out to him. Yeah. Maybe when it gets warmer, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I mean, little cold. I have heard that uh, doing that work in the cold, there's there's some benefits from doing it in the cold because you're not like on your hands and knees crawling in mud and like breaking through this foundation, getting under, um, getting under a house like a crawl space and I don't know. It it's just a lot messier when the ground is is muddy and wet. Oh, for sure. I yeah. I may have actually just made this up. I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was either him or it might have been one of my tree buddies where, like, they lifted it up when it was cold and then it got warm and, like, the whole thing sunk. Okay. So that yeah, would also be really crappy to have that yeah, happen. absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's <laughs> definitely mysteries that go into every job from here and there. But yeah. um, what else did you do? So you did paving. You did house movery. Yep. Um, I did a, a lot of tree work. Um, one of my good friends, dad owns a tree service. So I would, uh, work for him here and there. Like when hit, when one of his guys would bail, but there was also times that I was putting in full weeks with him. So be waking up at five thirty, six in the morning, getting to the job and, um, just doing everything he told me to do. But mainly I was like the rope guy. So like he would cut down a limb and I would be on the ground and, feed the rope out it's like a pulley system um and lower them to the ground and then bring the bring all the brush and all everything to the chipper and stack logs and yeah that's another pretty grueling job but um i mean looking back i'm i'm thankful that i did it <laughs> what was your favorite job you did other than painting um honestly probably working for the building moving company yeah. um just cuz it was a really great crew. Like waking up every morning and doing that work was pretty absurd. Like some days you'd just be like, I can't believe that we're physically doing this. And you'd go to bed absolutely shot at the end of every day. But the crew was so great. And our boss was working circles around us. And we're like 19, like 20 year old kids. It was, it was, my butt, like one of my good friends, his older brother and his dad was the crew that I was working on. Um, and I mean, we were grinding every day, but he was grinding even harder, which was impressive. So it just, it makes it so much better when you know, your boss is like there with you working rather than just like telling you what to do and not doing, like not doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Totally. Is that yeah. something you try and you try and do yourself? Um, I don't know if I'd get into that industry. Um, oh, are you saying? No, I mean, is that, is that something you try to do as a boss? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm working alongside my guys every day and I mean, I'm always trying to like work longer and work harder, but, um, I'm fortunate to have some really great help that, um, that's doing a really good job. So, but I mean, I think that's what it's all about as a boss like you want to you want your employees to know that you care and that you're there along with them so doing the doing the work and also being the boss are there any kind of like hurdles or like unique challenges that you didn't expect to come up 
you know, because um, it can be hard, like, when you have to, you know, you do want to outwork everybody, but you also want, like, to be every, like, it's hard to, it's hard when you're working as part of the crew every day, but you also have to tell, like, you also have to be in charge, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would love to build this business to a point where I don't have to be swinging a paintbrush around um, and doing the actual labor part of it, but um, right now, that's what I'm doing, and um, I mean it's going great. So, but I totally know what you mean. I mean, like, you're kind of like you're on the crew. It's like I mean I'm I'm working with two of my friends right now too. So, that's that's another thing. Like, you want to have a good balance between like, yeah, you're my good buddy, but like I'm also your boss, and we're here to do this job, and we need to do it right. You know? Right. And also, like, I mean, my I mean. I'm, you know, you know, you love your buddies, but like, I'm paying you. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. time is is in fact money. So like, yep. every minute that I'm broing down with you, yep, is like another dollar out of my pocket. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, and as I said, like, I'm fortunate to have guys that are good and understand that. So yeah, they're always, they're always putting in the effort that that's, that I need. That's awesome. And, that, and that's the homeowner needs. You know, you got to make sure that you're doing a good job every single time because in this business it's really a lot of word of mouth and you get referred to by people that you're doing work for so you got to make sure that everything's coming out to the um to like the right caliber you know if there was someone else kind of as young as you who was trying to start up their own business is there any advice you would give them um that like you wish someone had given you um just try to get it as organized as you can from the start because I kind of went into it and I mean, I guess it's all part of growing up and learning. So, I mean, now I feel like I've gotten into a pretty good spot. Um, but do your homework, talk to as many people as you can. Um, like no, in, like no encounter and meeting with anybody is bad because you're always going to learn something from it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I would say. And also like, if you're thinking about doing it, I think you should just do it. You know, like you, painting is one of those things that it's pretty easy to get into. Um, you don't really need a lot of capital to like buy like a bunch of equipment and stuff like that. Like you can start it on a pretty small scale and then build the business and, you know, like get what you need and, that and I'll keep moving along but um yeah I would say just like don't be afraid to just like reach out to as many people as you can that can help you and yeah just just go out and get after it that's one of the interesting things about a lot like landscaping is another one where like there's such a vast scale of work Mm-hmm. Like some companies are, you know, two guys and brushes. And then like there's other companies that are, you know, 50 guys and they use guns and, you know, they not paint guns, not gun guns, but they, you know what I mean? There's like, there's so many different layers um, and levels to like the kind of business that you want to be yep. that it's nice that, it has so much scalability, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's nice that you have that option to always keep growing. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, the more um, the more that I'm doing it, the, I mean, the bigger and it's. I mean, I've been I've been very fortunate to have really good clients and a good base um, for my town that are very supportive and things have been moving along very well for me, which is awesome. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. You got, you've only been open for like a year, right? Yep. Just like just under a year that I've been out there on my own. So, so you must've opened like pretty much right as like all the coronavirus stuff happened. Exactly. And um, what a time to, what a time to open up. (laughs) I know, but I mean, to a degree, it almost worked in my favor, though, because people are sitting at their houses looking around at stuff they need to get done, you know? Oh, for sure. So that's, that's, that's actually a good point. You probably actually kind of timed that perfectly. Yeah. I mean, weirdly enough, um, yeah, it, I mean, and it was, I mean, obviously that wasn't planned out. That wasn't, um, that wasn't something that I thought about, but that's just, that's just how it's happened, so. Was um when you did you open yeah you opened last March right yeah that's when well that's when I started doing jobs like solo by myself so I was just the one man crew going in and doing jobs and taking me a little bit longer but still getting them done and then um yeah then during the summer started um I hired one of my buddies and we were doing jobs together and then just hired another guy and um so now we're a crew of three and then everything's a lot smoother like the more the more guys you got on the easier the job gets so are there any any are there ever any issues that do come up with your age like as far as like meeting clients or like people taking you seriously or anything like that absolutely i mean i think that a lot of times um people will be like, oh, he's just like a a college kid, like trying to make some cash. You know what I mean? Like they don't really take it seriously that like this is a business that I'm running and this is like, this is my career right now. So there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely that. And like you can, you mean, you're going to give somebody a quote of what the job's worth. And if they don't, I mean, yeah. So like definitely age can be can get in the way a bit but I think um, the more that I just do jobs and show people what we're capable of um, the easier that will get oh for sure I mean moving past that is just something that you know is just an obstacle to sales you know what I mean like all sales have obstacles like if you weren't too young you'd be too old and people would do it you know like you're always going to have those obstacles, figuring out how to overcome those obstacles. That's like, that's just business as usual, you know? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, but I was just wondering, yeah, like if, if age, and then how do you generally overcome that when you do find that people are thinking that maybe not taking you seriously or thinking maybe you're not, you're not taking it seriously. Um, I mean, I don't think I've really ran into anybody thinking that I'm not taking it seriously. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I on, like honestly, I, I haven't had I haven't had too many issues with that, to be completely honest. But it's definitely um, something that you need to factor in. Like I'm a young kid; people might think that I don't know. We're just going in to just get it done and get out of there. But that's not really what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you said, the more of a of a reputation you build, and the more 
word of mouth you get, like you'll people will start to see that. Yep, yep. My, I mean, my goal right now is just to build a reputation, and do a good job for people, make sure that the, all the clients are satisfied, and that will lead to more business. And yeah, that's pretty much how I'm how I'm running it right now. So just trying to get my name out there and keep keep doing the jobs and doing a good job. Keep keeping on, baby. Yep, exactly. Do you um do you plan on expanding into other things? Um, I mean, I do enjoy woodworking and carpentry, and it is something like here and there. I'll uh I'll like replace rotted window sills or like rotted window frames on the exterior of homes. Like I put in um a shelf for another client in their built-in cabinets that we sprayed. And um, that's definitely something that I would like to add to what I'm doing now because it's almost like when the client asks me, like, hey, would you mind, like, doing this? Like, is this something that you're capable of? I'm like, absolutely. And it's, like, almost like a vacation for me. Like, <laughs> that that doesn't feel like, like work. So, so definitely, um, definitely woodworking. That adds kind of like a whole other element too, because then you can, once you kind of start adding that in, then you can start, I mean, then you can start looking even at new construction and stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, new construction jobs are very rewarding too, because you're taking it from the ground up and you're making something that looks not great to something that's just beautiful and that people are proud of and happy with in their home. So, so that's, that's always awesome. Or just, making a, a drastic change that people are like amazed by like it's always just great to know that you left and the client is extremely happy so for that person who's just like doing their is just being a weekend warrior and like doing their paints like their own paint outside, like what's like one or two tips that you would give somebody just to make their job look better like what are the little things that People that like ninety nine percent of people overlook. Um, I don't know. I mean, you're gonna want to roll the roller in the same direction, um, and take the switch plates off. Um, probably use painter tape. Um, <laughs> what else? You gotta you gotta cut cut the walls in before you use the roller. Because um, I was actually at a friend of mine's house. And uh, we were doing, we were building a table, actually. Um, and his sister came downstairs, and I knew she was upstairs painting her room. And I was like, "Hey, you need any help? Like, we're here. We're not really doing anything, so we'll, we'll go up and do it. Like, I don't care. It's not going to take long." And she was like, "No, no. Like, it's fine. I got it. I got it." And then she goes upstairs, starts painting, and she's just rolling the walls, like in the middle of the walls. She hadn't even used the brush yet to cut in all the uh, edges along the ceiling and the baseboards and the trim and everything. And then she came outside and she was like, um, Hey, Colin, like, you think you could help me upstairs? <laughs> and then my buddy and I go up there and, um, I was like, Hey, you know what? Um, step away from the roller. Like, we'll, <laughs> we'll just take it from here. Like no, no sweat. Like we'll get this done in an hour. Like, so yeah, so I guess that's an example right there of um, the, the the DIYer 
um, weekend warrior painter, I guess. All right, so I totally did that this this for Christmas on my son's room. I totally uh, – so I don't know why I thought this, but for some reason I thought that you did the edges last and also that the edges only needed one coat. Oh, uh, you were a little off there. Yeah, so, like, for some – I don't know why I thought that. And, like, yeah. this is the first room I've painted. Like, I don't – I have no idea why I thought that. But for some reason, I was thinking that the brush held way more paint than the roller. Uh-huh. So you only had to do it once. Yeah. And I rolled the whole room really nicely, and everything mm-hmm. was going good. I had, like, a half-inch, inch-and-a-half, like, you know what I mean, uh-huh. gap where I needed to cut in. And then I went to do it, and I was like, man, this is not working right at all. I totally fucked this up. Well, yeah, because then you start taking the paint off of where you were, the roller was, you know? Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, you're always <laughs> going to want to cut the edges first and then uh, roll out the roll them out, get everything tied together, and then let that dry and do it again. At least you got to paint it all at least twice. I really should have had an interview before then. Is I guess <laughs> Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> now, now you know if you ever need a painter, you got my number. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Um, so we're on Facebook, Instagram, um, and yeah, that's it right now. But um, it's, what's the what's the names on Instagram and Facebook? Um, Instagram is CT Sullivan Painting, and Facebook is CT Sullivan Painting. South Shore, MA. Okay. So everybody do me a favor and go um, give those guys a follow. And one last question. This is the final question, million-dollar question. Are you ready? Yep, let's hear it. If you could paint one person's house, interior, exterior, whatever, whose house would it be and why? Wow. Um, Wow, that's a heavy one. Let's see. That's what we do. We ask the hard questions here on the A1 Auto Body Podcast. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Hmm. I mean, actually, Bill Belichick lives in my hometown, so that would be a pretty cool job to get. Does Um, he really? That's cool. He does. Yeah, he lives in, like, a gated community on a golf course. Do you ever see him? Um, I've driven by him a couple times in his nice S-Class Mercedes. That's super weird. My, yeah. uh, I know someone who lives, their aunt lives in the same town as Stephen King. Okay. And she'll be like, yeah, like, you'll just go get ice cream and just Stephen King will be sitting there. Wow. And up, in, up in Maine, right? Yeah. And everybody just acts like it. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, there's kind of like a, an agreement in the town that, like, nobody's going to make a big deal of it. Yeah. So, like, everybody will just be like, hey, Stephen. Yep. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Steve Carell is neighbors with one of my buddies that lives in the town over. Um, How does that name sound so familiar, Steve Carell? uh, Michael Scott from The Office. No way. Yeah. Yeah. He's your friend's neighbor? Yeah, like um, he lives in like a little bay in Cohasset, so you can see Steve Carell house like right across from from the bay. And then um, Steven Tyler lives in the area too, so I remember like, I don't remember it, but... um, I went to the doctor's office with my mom, like when I was a little kid, and Steven Tyler was waiting there, like in the waiting room. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's was things. he dressed like Steven Tyler, or was he dressed like a normal person? I think it, it, he's a pretty easy one to spot. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like like the cool aunt. 
He always looks like the cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, it must be weird to be famous and just, like, have to go do normal people stuff, you know? I know. It probably gets exhausting. Oh, I'm sure. I can't. That's cool. Has your friend ever, like, met Steve Carell? Um, No, I don't think he has yet. Um, His parents built this house, uh, like, two or three years ago. So, and then Steve Carell um, bought the property probably a year and a half ago. And then they were doing some renovations and stuff, but he lived locally anyways. So I know people that have like been waiting for their pizza or whatever and looked over and Michael Scott from the office is standing right next to him. Being a comedian must be the worst because everyone probably just expects you to be funny all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to get exhausting. You know, or like people, and like, I would, you know, I would imagine like on the one hand, like you want everybody to like, you know, obviously they're your fans. You want to like say hi and everything and try and please everybody. But at the same yep. time, you just fucking pizza, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It must be tough to keep a smile on your face to everybody, especially there's definitely some obnoxious people out there, but. Do you know who uh, Henry Rollins is? I don't think so. So Henry Rollins was in this band called Black Flag. Okay. Uh, and he then he went on and did like spoken word tours. He was he like does a lot of talk. You would probably recognize him if you saw him. He he's an actor and stuff. But my buddy, okay. my buddy, I want to say he went to UNH and he like got him to go talk. You know. Okay. And uh, he he's very like not antisocial, but like he's very just like kind of a loner, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh he was telling me how like he went and picked him up at the airport and like they didn't talk really at all. That's awkward. And then, then and then like but then after the show he stayed for like two and a half hours and just like made sure like everybody's book got signed and everybody got a picture and stuff. And I was just like, man, that's super cool that he did that because that must have been like super, super hard to do. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Because, like, I'm sure, like, after the 50th person that's come up and been, is, like, you've changed my life. You must just want to, like. Speak. I mean, I feel like if you're going to be down to earth and, uh, like, actually appreciate that, though, that must feel really great. Yeah. I just think, like, it must. But it must be, like, because I feel like, like, the first time you hear it must be amazing. And then, like, the second time and third time, like, must be amazing. And then, like. Yeah. But, like, after hearing it, like, 8,000, 9,000 times, I mean, he's been around since the 80s. Like, he's probably yeah. heard that much, you know. At some point, it must just be, like, not a god. Like, it just, like, the pressure of having to be the person who, like, changed people's lives, you know. It must just be exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would think. Yeah. Luckily, I will never, ever have to touch that way. <laughs> I don't know that yet. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> pretty safe bet. Um <laughs> So, anyways, so Bill Bill Belichick, is that who you're going with, or did you want to – is there someone else? I feel like you kind of did half-ass the answer. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. I don't know. Like, uh, hmm. Let's think. I don't know. I mean, maybe a famous musician. Like, I'm a big Dave Matthews fan, so getting getting that contract would be pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> is Dave Matthews a person, or is that just the name of the band? He's the guy, but it's called Dave Matthews Band. So Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like, I don't know. I can't even think of another band that has a guy 
I was going to say the Alan Parsons project, but I think Alan Parsons is a person, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, maybe try to get Kanye and Kim to get me to paint their place. That would be cool. Yeah, that, that would be cool. He's so weird, though. I feel like you could never enjoy his music after you hung out with him. Yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> well, they probably don't like when. How much of the homeowner do you actually see when you get them to? Um, well, it, all, it all depends. I mean, like sometimes you'll be working in like their bedrooms and stuff like that. So, I mean, also like a lot of people are working from home now. So, um, for interior work, usually the client's always there. But um, fortunate enough that everybody that I've done work for has been pretty cool. So they understand that you're going to be moving their stuff around and like having to just do like do things to do your job, you know? Right. Do so. you find it harder to do your job when, cause like, so when I have people work in the house, I feel like I'm overly like, I'm like, do you want a drink? Do you want something to uh, eat? Like, do you want uh, to sit down? You know, like, do you, do you feel like it's easier to do your job when like people leave you alone or do you like it when like you're getting that interaction? I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like um, usually they can kind of like read the read the vibe and like <laughs> I don't know. Like it's either like and this is a job that's like serious and I need to like be here and pay attention or like I don't know. But usually, I mean, all of the clients that I've I've dealt with have been super cool and it's cool to just like talk with different people and I don't know learn about them and stuff like that. So. For sure. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I will let you get going. I appreciate you coming on um, and giving me your time. Yeah, me as well. Yeah, shout out to uh, Rachel James for getting us connected here. Just shout out to talk. Rachel James, who is ne- who is like almost a co-host at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just did a job at her house, so shout out to her. And She's, um, she's a wicked cool person. Yeah, my, uh, my buddy Declan works for work works in her office so that she is really the one that got us connected so another shout out to him but uh Jacqueline shout out to Rachel James yeah that's a cool name yeah very Irish but um, does he have like a nickname that you call him um yeah I mean I guess just Jack but yeah that's that's pretty much it I just never met someone called that so I just wanted to see (laughs) yeah (laughs) All right, cool, man. Well, thank you very much again, and I I hope you have a wonderful night. All right, awesome. Thank you, Nick. It's great to talk to you, man. You too. Bye. All right, I'll see you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show with Colin. If you could, do me a favor and head over to uh, Apple Podcast, and if you could do me a favor and leave me a five-star review, it would really help me out a lot, and I would really, really appreciate it so that I can help get my voice and my message out to as many people as possible. I hope you all have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you later.